Every Mass that we come to, we're celebrating the Paschal Mystery, namely the Last Supper, Jesus' crucifixion, His death, the resurrection, and His ascension into heaven. These, these mysteries are celebrated at every Mass. We, we enter into them at every Mass, which it's through this great mystery, it's through the, the sacrifice of the Mass, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, that we're, we're brought to holiness, that we become holy. I've never given a homily, on the sacrifice of the Mass, but this homily I want, I want to give on that topic. During the Mass, we'll hear the priest say, Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. And everybody responds, May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of His name, for our good and the good of all His Holy Church. In the first Eucharistic prayer, as well as the third Eucharistic prayer, both, both have very a lot of sacrificial language. We, we hear this, it kind of goes over our minds, and we don't really think much about it. It's theological terms, like, well, what does this even mean, sacrifice, sacrifice? Sometimes we might hear the phrase sacrificial love. What, what are we referring to? It's this, it's this action that somebody has done that's gone beyond what, what they normally do or what others normally do. They, they offer themselves a sacrifice as a gift for another person. In preparing this homily, I wanted to look back and see what the Jews, how the Jews understood the sacrifice. They understood sacrifice in three ways. So, to, to give, give a bit of background, our gospel today speaks about Jesus coming to the temple and the people are admiring the costly stones and the votive offerings there at the temple. The temple was the place of sacrifice. It was the place where people brought all their stuff, you know, from animals to grain offerings to incense to salt to other things. And they would bring it to God as an offering, as a gift to God to show their love to Him. We see this with, with little children. As children are growing up, you know, especially if they see someone that really loves them and to show their actual love in return they will give a gift. You know, maybe it's a drawing, maybe it's, you know, a little fishing hook, maybe it's, you know, whatever it is. I, I received many little gifts from children, you know, through the years, through my time in Wilson, even here, where people will give a little something. Children will give a little something as an action of their love. To adults, it may not seem like much, but to that child, it's a lot. The people of Israel knew that God took care of them, so they, in return, would, would give some of what they've had back. It became law through, through the Ten Commandments and through the Mosaic Law that the people weren't just to give a gift, but they were to give the best gift. Growing up, we, we were familiar with the story of Cain and Abel. Abel would give his first fruit. He would offer his first fruit to God. And it was pleasing to God because Abel was giving his best. Cain, on the other hand, gave his leftovers. He gave the leftover stuff to God. And at some point, Cain became jealous of, of and envious of his brother Abel because God was blessing Abel. And Cain, in his mind, he wasn't being blessed, even though God was still blessing him. So what did Cain do? Cain went off and he killed Abel. It's a story we heard, you know, as little kids. But, but to make this more applicable to us, when we offer something up as a sacrifice, when we give to God something, 
We're so much more like Cain than we are like Abel. We oftentimes give God our leftovers. Whether that's time, whether that's talent, whether that's treasure. We don't, because we don't trust that God is all good. We don't trust that God's going to provide for every need. So we, we do what we want, and then if we have a little bit of leftover time, you know, if we have a little bit of time that, okay, well, I have nothing to do right now, maybe I'll go to church this weekend, or maybe I'll say my daily prayers, or maybe I'll do this. But we don't put God first. The people of Israel soon, soon were commanded through, through the Ten Commandments. The very first one, you know, God must come first. But then the third commandment, to keep holy the Sabbath, God commanded the people of Israel to take the last day of their week and make it a day for God. As Christianity was established through Jesus Christ, Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week, and then the apostles changed the day of rest to the first day, that we don't give God our last, we give God our first, especially when it comes to time. So what are we doing on this Sunday? We're coming to church. We come to Mass. We give God the first few minutes, the first hours of our, of our week, we give it to God. So giving God a gift, particularly the first, the first, the best, was something that the Jews understood as a big part of sacrifice. The second thing that they understood with sacrifice is, is it's called the, the sacrifice of atonement to God for the sins that one has committed or the sins of the people. We also see this. You know, you have a, a spouse, let's say a husband, you know, he... He was told to do something, or asked to do something, or he promised he was going to do something. And then, you know, as some time goes by, his wife finds out that he didn't do it. And the promise that he made that he was going to do it, he recognizes he, he slacked up a bit, he messed up a bit, but he feels sorry. He recognizes, I've done something wrong. So what will he try to do if he's a good husband, if he's a good man? He will try to make amends. Oftentimes it's done you know, through saying, I'm sorry. But not always. Sometimes it's done through an action. It's through some sacrifice. And when, when the wife receives that, when she begins to receive the love of her husband again, she, she receives it well. And amends has been made. Atonement has been made. The people of Israel understood and they knew that we commit sin, that we say no to God, we go off and we do our own things, we, do our, we follow our own will rather than God's will. So once a year, there was the, the main sacrifice of atonement, where the high priest would go into the temple, but not just into the temple, but we would go into the Holy of Holies, the place where God dwelt, where the Ark of the Covenant was, and he would make atonement for the sins of the people. The ascension of Jesus, Jesus, you know, a human being, the true high priest, going into the true temple, into the Holy of Holies, heaven, making atonement for us, offering to God, not something else, but his own flesh and blood. So the sacrifice of atonement meant giving of a gift for the reason and for the telling that one is sorry. It's an action done telling that one is sorry. The third part of sacrifice 
is something that we're maybe most familiar with, and that is, is communion. Although we don't understand it completely, the people of Israel, whenever they sat down and ate at table, whenever they sat down to eat, they would never eat with somebody who wasn't part of their family, part of the Israelite community, someone they got along with. They would never sit down and eat with someone that, that was a foreigner. It's, it's one of the reasons why in the, in the Catholic Church and even some Protestant churches, the only ones that can receive Holy Communion at Mass or at the, the, the Protestant service are those who are in communion with the religion that one is part of. Those who are full, in full communion. Even as, as a Catholic, if one has committed a sin that, that has broken one's relationship with God, one is not to present themselves for Holy Communion until one has, has told God that he or she is sorry through the sacrament of confession. So the third way of sacrifice was communion. But it's specifically referred to the Passover meal, Holy Thursday, where the people commemorated what had taken place there in Egypt. How in Egypt, Joseph, um, who at some point went, was sold there, brought all the people into Egypt, they grew up, they had children, they became slaves of Pharaoh, and then through the Passover lamb, through the Passover sacrifice, they were set free. They were commanded then, as they, they sat down and ate, to eat the sacrificial offering, which was the lamb, which prefigured the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Those three aspects of sacrifice, giving God the first fruits, giving God the best, make an atonement for what one has done, telling God one's sorry, and communion are all aspects of the Mass. So often we want the third part, we want communion with God, we want friendship with God, but we don't want to do the first two. We want to be friends with God on our terms. So I don't give God my best, I give Him my leftovers, I don't tell God that I'm sorry for what I've done. In fact, I don't even want to recognize that I've done something wrong. But I want to be friends. Jesus, I'll be your friend if you do what I tell you. We do the opposite of what takes place. Where Jesus says, I'll be your friend if you do what I ask of you. He wants to be our friend. He wants us to be in communion with him. But it's on his terms. It's on truth's terms. It's on goodness terms. So as we come to Mass, what do we first do? We call to mind our sins. Before we even come to Mass, we wake up Sunday morning and we say, I'm going to give God the best of my week. The first few hours we come to Mass. And then, of course, if we're living that out, we were able to come to Holy Communion. We were able to receive the God of the universe in Holy Communion. So we oftentimes as a culture want, want that last part. We don't want the, the first two. So this Mass, brothers and sisters, let's pray for the grace that, that we may truly bring our hearts to God, that we may say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, not my will be done in heaven as it is on earth. Let's pray for the grace to conform our wills to God, to do His will, to do what He desires, and to recognize that He poured out His love on the cross for us. And He continues to pour out His love 
to us day after day. Let's pray for the grace to receive it and the grace to stay with them always.